I said to him, what are you drinking? And he said, told you five times. I said, no, you haven't. You just said lightning bug over and over again. And there aren't any. I don't know why he didn't understand the joke. I think I made no. <laughs> oh, Mike, you're such a stick in the mud. I am a stick in the mud. Deep in the mud. Welcome back to a new, another follow-up, unrecorded, never heard before. Completely original. As we record today, the most tone-deaf of all banter podcasts. We guarantee you've never heard anything like this before. Because we haven't slept and it's 2.15 in the morning. Sleep deprivation is key to making this work. Banter Banter, episode 29.1. Version 7. Take 5. Running on Linux. So, what are you guys drinking tonight? You mean, this morning? I'm currently enjoying Keyboard Gangsta West Coast Hazy IPA. It's very delicious. Keyboard Gangster. At 4am. That's a sexy name for a beer. I approve. It was very... Very apropos for uh, the reason it showed up at my house. So how are you guys doing? How are you drinking? I'm not drinking anything. Not even water? Not even water. You must stay hydrated. I do. I hydrate all the time. I live in a hydroponic chamber. (laughs) Where you do countless hours of training. Yeah. All in order to keep up with the Saiyans before they go fight the next threat that's coming to Earth. Was it Capsule Corp? No, the androids have indeed been defeated by Apple. Steve Jobs just sort of came in and he had sort of like a colored dome head and said something about you will never be able to defeat this perfect life form. And then he did a palm blast and blew up the android. That is amazing. So sorry, all you guys who use Google products. We can't do that anymore. I am drinking sweet tea, so it's nothing exciting, but it gets me where I'm going. Sweet tea is delicious. Ah, so you spiked it. Yes, he did. Nice. I may have spiked it. (laughs) The best and only way to enjoy a sweet tea, a proper sweet tea. With lemon vodka. Well chosen. You should find uh, some mint in your backyard and muddle that into the bottom before you pour the vodka in. It couldn't hurt. It's a great combination. It'll clear my sinuses, too. Whatever doesn't kill you can still hospitalize you. Yes, so please do not eat mint. Don't buy it from the store. It's also bad. So, Mike, what did you gather us here for tonight? I gathered you here to complain about something that it's a little bit of a ways off, but at the same time, it's quickly approaching. And I never enjoy this time of year that I speak of. That is an impending doom on our lives. Daylight Savings. Ah, shoot. Is coming to an end in November. Mere months away from now, we are going to have our lives upturned just so we can get some daylight on our way to work in the morning. Who is this for? Is this for the school children? For the farmers? I hear it's for the farmers, but I have a farmer in my family and they kind of don't mind the clock at all it's just the sun is up i'm gonna go do work it's dark now can i still work in this specific thing i'm doing well i'm gonna keep working or no it's too dark now i guess i'll go home 
You mean, no, it's too dark. I guess I will turn the extra lights on so I can finish this field before I have to go to bed. Right. I think it may be because a bulk of farming takes place during the summer months, the warmer months. So to be ready for winter, they put all the work ahead of time. Winter is coming. And to do that effectively, I believe, is why they made the time change to give them more hours of sunlight during the day, which really, honestly... The more I think about it, the less it makes sense. I mean, we borrow back and forth either way. Why do we need to borrow time from this loan shark that is time itself? Can't we just not borrow it and not have to pay it back a few months down the line? I mean, time is time. We just put numbers to it to make sense of it in our minds, our little finite minds. Daylight Savings has a small impact on a few countries. And when I say a few countries, I mean most of Canada, most of the United States. But not Arizona. Most of Mexico, what seems to be from the coloring on the map, but I can't zoom in very well. It looks like most of Europe and the Scandinavian countries, including Greenland and Iceland. No, sorry, strike Iceland, just Greenland. Don't zoom in, you'll find the Fountain of Youth by accident, and then the pirates will come and get you. Also, don't strike Iceland, because they'll strike back. One of them looks like Iran, and then maybe that's Israel? I can't tell. There's two blue spots in the Middle East area that I can't verify. Ah, cool. We're going to sit here and podcast while Mike stares at a map. Map time with Mike. Yeah. Welcome to our new segment on Banter Banter, Map Time with Mike. Because that's flipping content. What have you got for us today on the map, Mike? That map's the best content ever. And for our new segment, I'm going to read the phone book. Starting with R. 1-A-A-A-A Auto Loans. (laughs) Area code 555-555-1234. Huh. I bet we could get some auto loans there. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> <laughs> some of the history behind daylight savings, which we spend money on and time and money and time. The best benefit of daylight saving times happens on the night of the switch is going to happen because you get either an extra hour to goof around and do what you're wanting to do, or you get an extra hour of sleep. But the trade off to that is later. When you get the other end of it, you lose an hour to give around or lose an hour of sleep. This episode's going to be called A Love Letter to Daylight Savings Time. <laughs> it's, that's perfect. We should call it that. Daylight Savings, I love you so much. Except when you take an advance loan on an hour, and then when you repay it, I hate it. Please stop doing this to me. Love, the other side of Daylight Savings. So why do we have to borrow and then pay it back to someone else? Can we just... Do like we do whenever we just stuff money in the mattress or something, maybe inside of a piggy bank. Can we just save our own time and then pay it back whenever we need to? What I'm talking about is just showing up whenever you feel like to work. I heard something on the radio and did not follow through on any additional details other than what I heard on the radio. There is a study that says... The optimal amount of time one should spend at work to live a stress-free life is eight hours and have six days off each week. (laughs) 
That wow. would not work. And although I would not get paid very much, if I could survive a slightly comfortable life on that work schedule, I, boy howdy, would jump on that. Golly gee willikers. I want to see the economy where that actually works, where you work for a single eight-hour day that are off for six and make enough to sustain a living. Hey, I might go crazy and do like two days of work back to back <laughs> and then take 16 days off straight. Well, that's the life right there. Because I worked two days. No, no, no. I probably would not be able to do that much not working as much as I would pretend I could. What if you were a naturalist? What if you could live off of the land and then you just kind of go to work and then you run back into the woods where you kind of rough it Bear grill style? I don't know, punching bears and drinking your own pee. I was thinking more more on the lines of, was it Walt Whitman hiding out in a shack writing poetry, accidentally eating the wrong mushrooms and getting high and writing more poetry and burning the candle? I think I remember hearing about that guy. Didn't he die? Yeah, he did. From eating mushrooms and getting high and being in the woods. Probably. I also think he was wealthy, but he sure was famous. I have heard of this concept of living off the grid, so to speak. In theory, it sounds nice, but I think there's a lot of modern conveniences that we have that we take for granted every day and would probably go crazy if we were without those modern conveniences if we were to move off of said grid. Right, like, if you're not on the grid, then what are you going to do when Rita Repulsa attacks with another monster? Get stomped on. <laughs> you're off the grid. How can you summon your Megazord? You can't. You're screwed. Ah, oh, Zordon, help. I'm sorry. I'll get back on the grid. I promise it was just this once. Zordon, we done goofed. I see you're on the grid. I'd like to move Aaron from B6 to E4. You, wait. This isn't a chess game? Damn. I'd like to get on some B12, you know? My energy's been low lately, but that's probably just been my poor life choices and sleeping. <laughs> Is it because you're trying to stock up additional sleep hours to use at a different year in which you'll get all of those hours that you've been missing back? Yeah, I'm trying to stock up and maybe get to the point where I can construct additional pylons. It's definitely something I need. If only that's how sleep worked in real life. Just stockpile it and then use it as you want it. Expend that energy at your whim. I want to sleep. You bite into it and like, oh, I, I need eight hours of sleep. That's two bites of this pylon. Eight hours of sleep. Man, that was a great eight hours that I consumed in two bites. Mmm, tasty, tasty energon. What if it's rotten? Is that when you have nightmares? Like a rotten pylon? Well, since we were talking about Dragon Ball earlier, I think it'd be nice to have a hyperbolic time chamber and, you know, you get home from work and are like, all right, I'm going to go to sleep here for maybe the next 10 hours and then I'm going to come out because I can't run a power cable from the outside of the chamber to the inside because different dimensions and all. But I don't know. Maybe I want to read some books. Maybe I want to prep for my next D&D game. I'm just going to take the books with me. It was the one feature they missed. They forgot to put power supplies. Dang it, Mr. Popo. You put Wi-Fi in here, but no outlets? <laughs> That's why Goku was able to get so much training done is because he didn't have any distractions. He didn't have uh, access to MySpace. <laughs> 
he couldn't get on his GeoCity site and update those awesome GIFs. Or send out a Zanga. <laughs> At least he had a Zune for the first few hours. If he was lucky, he went to you'rethemannowdog.com. If he was lucky. And if you had a question, just hop on over to Ask Jeeves. I like to ask Jeeves every time I enter that person's mansion. He does not appreciate my questions and does not provide any good answers. Thumbs down every time. Just give me yeah, that surly butler look, that look of disdain and disapproval. I wait for the pop-up that says satisfaction, yes, no, and I want to press no, but it never pops up. And then he walks away. How does this happen? Where's my pop bad? Don't they need a survey from me? How is he going to get better? Too many questions. I apologize. Let's reel that bang. Daylight savings. Oh, that's right. That's what we were talking about. <sighs> Shoot. Halfway into the episode. I know you're far away, but I I don't like your impending doom. I would like us to change this. We're going to lose that hour, and it's going to suck, for sure. Yes. Just like our listeners lost their hour listening to stuff about daylight savings time. Oh, snap. Well, that's perfectly fine. In remorse, while you're considering what you can do to move out of the country to a country that does not observe daylight savings, just uh, pop on down to your local video store back in 1998 when there was a physical Hollywood video and Blockbuster and probably some other ones that were mom and pop owned. May it rest in peace. And then grab a six pack of a alcoholic beverage of some sort or maybe a bottle well granted you were probably too young back then. yeah i was about to say hold on a hot second here 1998 i don't think any of us were of age yet unless we were being you grab that bottle bad boys or that six pack you of soda soda kids jolt cola rent yourself a fantastic movie that just hit the vhs and dvd stands ah spawn where the best people are heard talking you wouldn't even believe the amazing names that are on this list like tommy lee jones and phil hartman kirsten dunst is even in this movie i mean gigantic names swallowing up some robots cgi'd as weird humanoid creatures and soldiers lovely little name called Toy Story. Small Soldier Toy Story 2. Oh, golly, I remember that movie. Yeah, Small Soldiers? Well, Small Soldiers would grab a beer from that six-pack, or a malt beverage, or ask for you to make them a mixed drink. Oh. And with their CGI, CGI hand, they would grab that alcoholic beverage and say, I, too, am old enough to drink. Someone just had a birthday. As July passed us, this movie... Turn 21. And in memory of it turning 21, being able to share a drink with me and with you and hopefully everyone in our audience. But if not, it's okay. Wait until you're 21 and then you can have a drink with this movie. You guys enjoyed that trailer, right? Because you got to watch the trailer before you reminisce and actually put this whole movie back in. It definitely sold you an interesting adventure. Now, how do you feel about the fact that this movie sets up a premise and it shows you clearly who the bad guys are, but it kind of hides some of the plot. Right? It's almost like a Black Mirror scenario. Technology gone wrong. What if the military went and had tech put in everyday stuff? 
Listen, the, the military would never do anything questionable, guys. That's outrageous. What if you're my buddy, my buddy and me, sat up in the middle of the night and started talking to you because he was possessed by a demon and also because he was electronic, electronic demon, electric boogaloo too. Still boogin. <laughs> I get it, boog, boogaloog. I really did like it, though, because it sold this as almost more of a, like a, a horror flick. Like, what if a government contractor company made fantastic computer technology with an AI in a small little chip the size of your watch? But the Cold War was over. <laughs> what happened? What if they put him into toys and those toys were armed? And tiny. Didn't this come out sometime after Toy Story was a thing? So I think it was sort of maybe writing off of it and subverting the idea of Toy Story. Where it was like, hey, you know, toys just want to have fun kind of thing. Like they, they have adventures, but they definitely don't interact with people and definitely don't hurt them. Well, guess what? These do. Then you get stapled. When you look at it that way, it definitely seems like an antithesis film. DreamWorks was like, alright guys, we've come up with Shrek, but the world is not ready for him. So for now, we need to come up with something else to fill that gap. What do you got? How about a uh, rogue computer program gone wrong in the action figures? What about those toys that had really long, spiky hair? Yes, yes. I like what you're talking about here. And they were different colored hair, and they had different shapes, and they were ugly, but not ugly. They were cute. Ah, oh, both of you are geniuses. Let's go get some sushi. Wait, oh, that's right. It's one of those toys thingies that kids like these days. Let's make a Trolls movie. The ones with unrealistic muscle structure. That'd be the hottest. Bubble muscles. I'm loving this. Let's go get dinner and talk about it and spend lots of money for no reason. Then maybe do some cocaine. <laughs> nom 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 cocaine. Cocaine was popular in the 80s. This is the 90s. We don't do coke. We do meth. No, but we're, we're classy gangster movie types. I don't like the drip, man. Are we doing crank? Are we doing meth? What's going on here? <laughs> no, crank is someone else's movie. We can't get into that. That's copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea where to go. Me either. Back on track. Small Soldiers. Was this a movie that back in 98 you were craving to see? Back in 98, I was a little weirded out by it. It actually took me, I'm going to say, a couple of years at least. It was probably 2000, 2001 before I actually got around to seeing it. Definitely regretted it. I think... Somebody with my maturity level at this point, if I had first seen that trailer, I'd be down to clown. I would agree with Manny on that point. I actually saw it when it first came out, and I was about the concept. Upon viewing it, though, and if I'm remembering it correctly, I'll compare it to this. Do you remember that whole segment in the original Toy Story with the child, Sid? Remember how creepy and off-putting that entire sequence was? Yeah, I like the part where Sid would cuss and then he'd invite people onto the high wind so that Cloud and the party can, you know, get across <laughs> continent to continent. Yes. Ooh, and when he lit fireworks with the cigar that he was always smoking, like it, the never-ending cigar. Yes. Except the story's way better. Oh, yeah. My favorite part about the never-ending cigar was Falcor. 
We are, without a doubt, 100% talking about the exact same thing. You guys, keep <laughs> going. I know you mean the skull-shirted kid from Toy Story with the shaved head and the braces. So basically, that entire segment, it was very creepy and off-putting with Sid, you know, because he dismantled toys and kind of destroyed them. That's basically that entire movie. Like, that feeling lasted that entire movie. I saw a shower thought that seems very appropriate right now. Does that mean it's a dirty thought? It needed to take a shower? No. This is a thought that you have randomly in the shower. Like, just, it comes to you and you're like, whoa. That's a little mind-blowing. Did I already shampoo? Did I apply the right amount of conditioner? If Buzz Lightyear didn't know he was a toy and thought he was a real astronaut, when Sid says he's gonna strap him to a rocket and shoot him into space... He would have been the happiest toy ever at that specific moment because he thought he was going back home. To infinity and beyond! Until it explodes. Alright, I'll let you have that one, but I'll totally forget the entire part with, like, Pizza Planet where he had already started coming to terms with the fact he was a toy, but, you know, that's cool. Go watch that movie again. Maybe place events in order. Sid happens after he has life-changing observation. The thing is, Woody goes over to Sid's house to rescue Buzz because he's already been broken by the realization that he is a toy and not an actual space ranger. This was after the point when he had finally seen the TV commercials about his type of doll. Look, Tim Allen is a very expensive voice actor to get, so he should have just cut his character. That franchise would not have been the same without Buzz Lightyear. But he's, he's an expensive voice actor, and, you know, it didn't make that much money. And Tom Hanks isn't? It didn't make that much money. Look, guys, let's not focus on the details here. Right, what, what did it make? Like, two million? What is that in today? Like, maybe a pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards? <laughs> Easily, just one pack. Maybe half a pack, because somebody already opened it and took the best cards out. Ah, Slifer the Sky Dragon, why? And they returned it and... Sid, why are you busting into my trading card packs? The city, or the the company, just put some masking tape over it and discounted it 50%. (laughs) No, it was the city. This is a policy to uh, deal with loss prevention in retail stores. They're just like, we're just going to make a law. You're, you have to seal them back up. You know, it's it's part of the fun. You don't know what you're getting. You don't even know if all the cards are still there, unless you can see the tape. It's still a mystery, because somebody else looked at them, but then gave them back, because obviously they knew what the mystery was, and they didn't like it anymore. I enjoyed the trailer, but at the same time, there were uh, several moments that, if it weren't for the fact that the soldiers are talking and we can understand them and kind of understand their motives. There were several shots in this that made me hearken myself back to Gremlins, a fantastic Christmas time movie. How old is Gremlins, by the way? Oh, shoot. That is a great question. That movie's been old enough to drink for a while now. I think it came out in the mid 80s. 1984. Yeah. Oh, sweet. A year after I was born. June 8th, 1984. Not even a year after I was born. That thing is one of our peers at this point. Yes, just a few years younger than me. It could be another host on this podcast. In the Gremlins movie, spoiler alert, the Gremlins set off a bunch of fireworks and they explode a building. 
And that building explosion mixed in with the human main characters running out from said establishment to survive. There was a shot in the trailer for Small Soldiers that was very similar. Which is the first time that I bumped against and I was like, that kind of reminds me of Gremlins. And then you think about it some more. The kid, they didn't show it, spoiler alert for Small Soldiers. The kid gets the Toy Soldiers nemesis toys which are called the gorgons and they're the good people much like the boy gets the mogwai which is the good thing and not the creepy gremlin thing which is the bad guy and then he gets the soldiers and the soldiers are like ah we're gonna kill the good guy toy soldiers anyway i just bumped on it they seemed to have some strong similarities things go well bad toys show up Things go crazy, and toys, I mean bad objects which are small and run amok. Except Gremlins did like a whole town and toy soldiers. A neighborhood, yeah. A neighborhood, yeah, a neighborhood. Hey, if anyone can be our additional host from the Gremlins universe, can it be the old shopkeep that sells the boy the Mogwai? Yes, Uh, yes, yes. He would be the only one I would ask. Nice. That's all this podcast needs is a crotchety old Asian man. Why not? Then we can both be crotchety together. I will say after watching the trailer again that I'm interested in seeing the movie. It's been years since I last watched it, but I remember enjoying it. I also remember it being off-putting, kind of weird, but I do remember enjoying it. And maybe it'll hold up, maybe it won't. Not all movies I like from my childhood hold up in my adult life, so we will find out. I'll check it out as well. It's been a long time. I remember watching it as one of the tbs movies that they play on like a a friday evening or something at like 9 p.m i sit down i get some dinner you flip around you're like oh oh, hey oh a mediocre movie and then you sit down and you watch it and you find out that it's not wasn't just mediocre it was pretty decent and then you finally change it away from Jim Cameron's Avatar and tune in to some awesome small soldier action, and you're like, wow, that was much better. <laughs> the CGI here, definitely way more budget spent on small soldiers than James Cameron's movie. Then just wait until they release Shrek. I cannot wait until they release our national bird. Our new national bird that has been petitioned for. I can smell the freedom already. In our canon. It smells like onion and swamp gas. Oh, gross. That is the most freedom smell you can ever have. Yes, if you want liberation from the lunch you just had, then just give give that all a whiff and you'll, uh, you'll throw up everything you just ingested. I was going to say, don't push too hard because you got to let the fart out on its own. Don't force it. Oh, as soon as swamp gas and onions inhaled, some sort of bodily function's going to happen. <laughs> It's going to be a roulette. We don't know what's going to happen. We just know it is going to happen. I vote on the sneeze. This is what happens when you multiply by zero. So does this person walk up to you and like sprinkle some crushed black pepper in your nose? Some crushed swamp and onion. And then they swivel their hips and that's when the smell hits you. That's what it's all about. Some might call it love potion number nine. Others might call it vomit juice. Some call it mambo number five. Some call it Chanel 52. Oh my god. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Some know him by the name of Randall. Others know him by the name of Matchbox 20. (laughs) I get it. Rob Thomas. I don't get it. 
Well, it's fine. I don't either. It never works when it has to be explained. It's true. Joke's not funny if you have to explain it. But you listeners, if you know what the joke means, just tweet at Aaron and let him know the secret. Is that your question for our listeners for the week? I think it is. I think that is Aaron's question for the listeners this week. Whoa! Excuse me? Do you know what that joke was? Or was it even a joke? Actually, yeah. You know what? Was that even a joke? Please let me know. Either my humanometer is broken or I didn't get the firmware update. Or maybe it was just a bad joke. I'm really kind of hoping for that one. But yes, please tweet at me and let me know. My question to the listeners is, how awesome would it be if Sid from Toy Story was the pilot of the high wind? Man, that's a really hard question to follow. Yeah, right. How do you follow that? (sighs) I have only one way. Listeners, Manny, Aaron, Mike. Zordon. <laughs> what would you do if you were the one reading the never-ending story in your attic while it was raining and thundering and lightning outside? Oh, my. Would you call out for a Treyu? What would you name the childlike empress? I would name her Keyboard Gangsta, West Coast Hazy IPA. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I want to know what you're drinking tonight. Are you hydrating with some H2O? Do you have a beverage that is bubbly with a little bit of sugar or non-sugar flavorings? Are you drinking your own tears because this has been such a painful thing to listen to tonight? Did you just leave your eight-hour shift from work and have run off into the woods to punch bears and drink your own urine? If you are, please don't go to a chili competition. It will not end well. Yes, you don't want to go to a chili competition. You want to go to a warm competition. Scott Tennerman, do not go to the chili competition. What are you drinking tonight? That's my tagline. What are you drinking tonight? All right, folks. Stay off the grid. You can get in touch with us on the following platforms. Facebook at BanterBanterCast. By email at BanterBanterCast at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at banter underscore cast at brogar c-r-e for manny you could find aaron at 8-bit wizard the eight is roman numerical you can find me on twitter at mike eight time the number eight and we would like to thank brad sucks for the use of his song making me nervous off of the album i don't know what i'm doing it's making me